Here's a hot take for you. Bill Belichick knew exactly what he was doing by benching Malcolm Butler, and he's telling the absolute truth when he says it was strictly about football. Although there have been reports circling around the reasoning behind Bill Belichick benching Malcolm Butler in the Patriots' 41-33 loss at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl, maybe the strangest of them is that Belichick was actually telling reporters the truth when he said it had nothing to do with discipline and everything to do with football. Belichick has been known to many as a defensive mastermind since he stepped foot in the NFL. And since his days as a defensive coordinator with the New York Giants, he has implemented what some may call unconventional methods, and they more likely than not pay off. This idea of Belichick's unconventional methodology was on full display Sunday when it did not pay off, and this has left Belichick in the crosshairs of media scrutiny. But before I begin breaking down why Belichick may have made the decision to bench Butler, Let's turn back the clock a bit. It's January 27, 1991, and the New York Giants, led by head coach Bill Parcells, are about to take on the Buffalo Bills in Super Bowl 25. Before the game, defensive coordinator Bill Belichick takes his star-studded defense aside and tells them, we need to give up 100 yards rushing today. Why would Belichick do such a thing? Doesn't he realize that this defense was built on stopping the run with guys like Lawrence Taylor? Of course he did. He also knew that running back Thurman Thomas was a beast and would get some solid yardage in the game no matter how much he keyed in on the running back. If Buffalo were to have some success running the ball, they would stick to it. It also meant that the ball would be kept out of the hands of quarterback Jim Kelly and wide receivers like Andre Reid or even Thomas who was a receiving threat out of the backfield more than anything. Belichick was simply picking the lesser of two evils. This strategy worked, and the Giants squeaked out of the game with a narrow 20-19 victory, capturing the Lombardi Trophy for only the second time in franchise history. Now, back to 2018, where the Patriots are facing off against the NFL's second-ranked rushing attack and a backup quarterback that doesn't have a lot of recent film to study, especially under head coach Doug Peterson, who the Patriots had yet to play in a game since he took over in Philly. In fact, the last time the Patriots had played the Eagles was week 13, 2015, when Chip Kelly was the coach and Sam Bradford was their quarterback. Now, Belichick wasn't quiet about the challenge he faced when playing an unfamiliar opponent in the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, as he told a reporter on WEEI. You know, other years when we uh, had played a team more recently, like Seattle, who we had played two years before, been in a regular season game, but there was some carryover from that, or in the giant years where we had played those teams in the regular season, it was a little bit less of an acclimation to the, the opponent this week because we had some background with them. In this case, we really don't know very much about Philadelphia. With a lot of film to watch and an extremely complex system to figure out in less than two weeks, it seems like Belichick was yet again choosing the lesser of two evils in benching Butler. Here's why. Malcolm Butler 
who played 98% of the snaps for the Patriots on the season, and every snap in both playoff games struggled all year long in defending the run and staying with larger receivers and crossing routes over the middle of the field. This was very apparent in the AFC Championship game and could have been a much bigger factor if Blake Bortles would have seen it. But the Patriots knew they weren't playing against Blake Bortles again. Outside of my opinion though, here are simply the facts. Malcolm Butler stands at 5'11 and weighs 190 pounds. For an NFL corner, he's on the smaller side. The other Patriots corners on the active roster leading into that game were Stephon Gilmore, Eric Rowe, Johnson Badamosi, and Jordan Richards. Gilmore is 6'2", 200 pounds. Eric Rowe, who is Butler's replacement in the game, is 6'1", 210 pounds. Jordan Richards and Johnson Badamosi are both 5'11", 210 pounds. Each of these players either has a massive height or weight advantage over Malcolm Butler and would therefore be more apt to stopping the run in theory. If you have any doubts about that, just ask the Steelers how hard it is to run to the outside against a secondary with ability to stop the run. The Jaguars completely nullified this aspect of their game in the divisional round of the playoffs and came up with a big fourth down stop on a toss that challenged the corners on the outside. Additionally, heading into the game, there was a firm belief that Stephon Gilmore would be matched up with Alshon Jeffrey, the biggest receiver out of the Eagles bunch. This is the reason that the Patriots brought Gilmore in from the first place. In last year's Super Bowl, the Pats simply didn't have the personnel to match up with receivers of Jeffrey's build, and as a result they got torched by Julio Jones there wouldn't be a repeat performance this time. In the first quarter, after benching Butler, Eric Rowe was actually the guy that was matched up against Jeffrey and ended up deflecting a pass on third and goal to stall the Eagles' drive inside the 10-yard line. But after that, Rowe's lack of physical ability showed and he gave up a long touchdown pass to Jeffrey later on. After that, the switch to Gilmore finally happened and eventually, it resulted in a Duran Harmon interception off of a tip by Stephon Gilmore. Another factor in play was receiver Nelson Aguilar's lateral speed. And this is where I thought the Patriots would get burned a little bit more than they actually did. Aguilar runs a lot of motion pre-snap, crossing routes, reverses, and even lines up as a running back in the Eagles' backfield at points. This would have been Butler's matchup, and as I said earlier, he struggled defending players like this for the better part of the season. Aguilar was in large part kept in check, and the Eagles only ran one reverse with him the entire game due to the switch of having the larger Rowe guarding him. For the most part, Rowe did a solid job. In fact, on a reverse play that Philadelphia ran, the Patriots actually called a cover two concept and didn't allow Aguilar to break outside to the edge and stretch the defense. Oh yeah, and Rowe made the tackle short of a first down on that play. Rowe looked like he was prepared for this, and that's because he was. Malcolm Butler, on top of everything else, was battling an illness for the past couple of weeks, and Rowe took the majority of first team snaps and practice in place of him preparing for the Eagles. He definitely looked more equipped to face a unique offense like the Eagles. 
Jordan Richards struggled in the game and was quickly replaced by Patrick Chung when the Patriots decided to do something to combat the Eagles' strong rushing attack, playing three safeties instead of a slot corner. Now, this is a concept that the Patriots do quite often, and Belichick loves to utilize the athleticism of a guy like Chung who can play uh, against bigger guys like tight ends but also match up well in the interior running game. On obvious passing downs, Badamosi checked in as the nickel corner, which is the role he played all season after the Pats picked him up earlier in the year. Now, some people may be asking why you wouldn't just check Butler in when faced with a position like this, and the answer is simple. He never practiced this role, and playing slot corner is an entirely different position than playing outside of the hash marks as an outside corner. With a combination of size, scheme, and a tough matchup, it's understandable why Belichick would initially consider having Butler playing a decreased role in the defense. Now, this doesn't account for the hit that the team morale took in the way that Belichick handled the situation, and that may explain the countless missed tackles that the Patriots struggled with all game long. It was a very unpatriot-like performance in that regard. I do believe that Malcolm Butler should have been out there, especially in the second half. It would have been a nice change of pace, and regardless of his size, his leadership, experience, and athletic ability alone would have served the Patriots well in a game where they obviously needed help on defense. But I'm not the coach for a reason, and Belichick always has a method to his madness. It may not have worked out this time, but as Patriots fans say, in Bill We Trust.